Here's one of our favourite moments from Jason Lawrence. Check out the full show on our podcast feed. It is a very big day in Melbourne and, in fact, right across the country today. As we say farewell to a legend of entertainment, in particular here in Melbourne, I know he stole all of our hearts. Yep. There is a state funeral happening today for this man. The curtain has fallen on Australia's greatest showman. Bert Newton has died aged 83. A true giant of the entertainment industry, Bert made millions laugh on radio, the stage and his natural home, television. Hello, it's Peter Hitchener from Nine News with memories of Bert Newton. He brought so much happiness, so much joy to millions of people and will be sorely missed. Hi, this is Rhonda Birchmore. I'm celebrating 40 years in the business and Bert was there right at the beginning. I was a regular guest on Good Morning Australia. He invited my new puppy to join me on the couch. Elizabeth Chong was cooking up a storm for the next segment. Buster ran and got the fish off her little bench. I mean, it was just bedlam and Bert loved every moment of it. You know, my heart is broken, but just so many wonderful memories. I don't think there will ever be another Bert. For over 50 extraordinary years, Bert Newton brought laughter, cheek and unmatched wit to our homes and our screens. A master of his craft, a legend beyond compare. Bert was a man every Australian felt they knew. And while his legacy will live on, Bert's genius can never be replaced. Hello, everyone at KISS FM. It's Tonya Todman here. And I've got many stories about Bert, but this is one of my favourites. I arrived in the studio. Tonya, you're going to do some belly dancing. Before I knew it, a troop of belly dancers arrived in the studio and I was expected to join them. And I think that would have really made a lot of viewers laugh that day. It certainly made Bert laugh. Bert was someone who invited himself into the living rooms of Australians and he was such a welcome guest. He supported people when they were down. He encouraged young talent. Anyone who was anybody in the industry on the way up would get a message from Bert on their best day. And Eddie Maguire joins us this morning. Good morning, Ed. You have been asked to deliver the eulogy today on what will no doubt be a very emotional day. Yes, uh, I have, and it's uh, you know, a tremendous honour to, to be involved. Um, as you heard from all the amazing tributes there from from the Prime Minister through to people who work alongside Bert and long-time mm. friends. You know, he really reached out and, uh, and and was a great part of it. I mean, he was the eldest statesman um, of the industry in his 84th year. But, uh, you know, let's not forget he started when he was 14. So yeah. he, was, he, he really was there for a lifetime. And, you know, I was lucky enough to, as a young boy, you know, beg mum and dad to let me stay up and watch Bert's wheel. And then uh, through, you know, working at Channel 10, he asked me to come on to the morning show to do a sports report with him where I learnt more, I reckon, sitting there for 10 minutes than you did for 10 years before that. And then naturally when we went to Channel 9 and and some of the shows that Sam Newman and I, the footy show, uh, exploded, it was Bert who reached out and said, fantastic, the tradition continues and was there. There was never any jealousy or or anything like that. It was always about, come on, let's do things together and... And he was just a tremendous person. Um, you better watch your back, Ed. I was reading uh, <laughs> the other day in the paper. I love this. This is great. <laughs> Paddy was joking, saying Bert had his eyes out for Eddie Maguire's millionaire hot seat gig. <laughs> Bert was watching Eddie on TV the other day and said, you know what? I think I could do that job. <laughs> Paddy laughed and said, hang on, you got one leg and you're not looking your best. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you should be chasing the gig. <laughs> and probably could have done it better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, Josh, because... Uh, 
uh, Bert was uh, off air for a little while uh, yeah. in the uh, in the 2000s, and uh, I was lucky enough to be the chief executive. And Michael Hill, he was the head of TV at uh, at Channel Nine, and we both realised, you know, let's get Bert back, and we got him back for 20 to one. And we're so excited that both of us actually wanted to make the call, so we did it together because oh, that's you know cool. it, was, it was just you know you imagine what it was like uh, to be able to go to somebody like Bert, uh, who's been a hero, who seemingly had been you know on the scrap heap at that stage. And, of course, he comes back and rates through the roof and does the lows yep. and everything else. And, you know, he had so much more horsepower left in him. But I remember thinking at the time, because uh, Millionaire went into hiatus when when, uh, when I finished uh, and went to Sydney, I thought at one stage, yeah, we could bring, bring this back with Bert. Well, thank God I didn't do it. Otherwise, it would be no, no gig for me. <laughs> he would have got it and never given it up. But, uh, he was, but he was sensational. You yeah, know, and things like, you know, when he used to joke about his wig being caught or his toupee being called Eddie, because I was on everything else, he may, I may as well be on his head is what he said. And, uh, but that was, that was the way he would do it. you get a joke. But in sort of becoming part of Bert's act, it was almost like a an unofficial message to the world that you'd made it. Yeah, and yeah. I knew what Bert was doing. And it was coming from a space of pure um, love and respect and friendship and support. And that's what he was all about. Didn't have to come and go, oh, he's a great boy. He just, he just brought it into his into his routine. And, you know, I remember when it happened, I knew, I knew he fell over that he knew who I was far less than I was in part of his act, you know. <laughs> I, I remember walking through the corridors at Channel 9 on my first day about 15 years ago, Ed, when I was 19. And I... I remember just thinking it was such a pinch myself moment that I was walking into the same building that Bert Newton yeah. had grown up in. And yeah. he just is such a, a man of entertainment that I think everybody felt touched by in a way. And I remember so specifically being like, I can't believe I'm work, walking the same corridors as the great Bert Newton. Um, I, uh... Absolutely, Lauren. And, you know, that was the feel from everybody, myself included. And, uh, in fact, if you ever... <laughs> Uh, you know, play the the opening night of the footy show when we walked out, when I walked out onto the stage and Sam was standing sitting there, um, we actually cut into about five seconds of the Don Lane show theme song, which got lost in, you know, the applause and the excitement and all the thing that was going. But we did that, and I actually did the Don Lane. When Don used to walk out at one stage, he used to look like he was playing tennis. He did a couple of tennis shots and things. And, and it was done because Sam and I were walking into... 9.30 Thursday night, Studio 9, mm. Television City, Richmond, Victoria. And it was an homage that, we, you know, he, Sam and I, you know, grew up watching yep. these shows, loving it, and we had a great connection through Bert and, you know, and Sam and Bert were great friends as well. And and that's what it was. We, we felt like we weren't going to do a footy show. We were, we were going to do a variety <laughs> show. And that set the tone for really what the footy show was, which yes. was completely different to all shows. Yeah. Spectacular thing else. And... Uh, and, and as a result of that, you know, Bert, Bert understood that we respected the tradition of Graham and Bert, you know, Ernie and Denise, Bert and uh, Don, et cetera, et cetera. And as a result of that, he embraced us and, and supported us. But the thing about Bert was he had tremendous uh, general knowledge. He read every paper, read every magazine, uh, knew his sport, uh, really knew his sport, knew his business, could speak to prime ministers. And that's what he was all about. He was the consummate compare. He wasn't a host. Yes. Yes. He didn't read an He was a compare. He was a master of ceremonies. He kept it all together. And I, he didn't blanch at the term second banana, but I, I always did because with Graham, he was there and Graham was let off the leash and Bert was sort of the anchor, if you like. With Don, 
Don was more the anchor, and Bert was the excitement machine. So he could play any role at any time. And, you know, he yes. was one of those great traditions in Melbourne from the old days where they had Channel 7, Mike Williams, and he'd call the footy in the afternoon and then go and host a variety show on Saturday night on the Penthouse Club on 7. <laughs> Bert was the same. Bert could do anything. Yeah, he'd go on the radio, he could do sport, he could do whatever you want. He could read the news if you needed him to. Yep. And then bang up, he'd come and do a song and dance act or dress up, you know, off the cuff, scripted. Uh, and, you know, we know the Bert and Patty family albums. We saw him later on in the yeah. theatre. We saw him do all this movies. He's done it all, you hasn't know. he, Ed? Well, and um, you know what, Lauren? As a 14-year-old, self-educated, self-driven, he made himself, he was the man. That's it. It's quite an extraordinary story. And no doubt today will be very emotional, but I imagine quite jovial and fun also with all the stories of Bert. Thanks for listening to the Jason Lauren podcast. For more great content, check them out on socials at Jason Lauren.